All right, Kyle. So the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers faced off the other day. The Avalanche lost it in overtime. But in getting the point, they guaranteed themselves a first-round home series. So two thumbs up to that. But in terms of this game, does this really make you feel a certain way heading into the playoffs? Or do you still feel confident that this team is still going to get healthy and perform that much better in the playoffs. A lot to get to this in this episode of Lockdown Avalanche, including the final face-off with the Winnipeg Jets before the playoffs begin. New episode of Lockdown Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And subscribe to our subtexts where you can converse with Kyle and I one-on-one. Link to that is in the show notes below. Uh, all right, Mr. Sullivan, the Avs and Oilers. Entertaining game yeah. for the most part. Defensive battle. Uh, and the Oilers stopped this losing streak that they've had to the Avalanche uh, they went at two to one in overtime. Once that that power the, the penalty on the Avalanche on Bo Byram, once that happened in overtime, uh, it's twofold. It's just it seems that four on threes in in overtime usually end it. And when you have the best power play in the league in Edmonton, uh, when you have those two things happening. It, it it just didn't – that was going to be a tall order to kill two minutes of that. Uh, and the Avs couldn't do it, and, and that's how it ended for uh, for the Oilers and the Avs. But they get the point, and like I said in the beginning, they, they assure themselves of a first-round home series. And it's extremely disheartening when that's the way the game ends after they killed a double minor yeah. earlier in the game. And yeah. you could hear like the crowd really getting into it like, that is the only time Edmonton converted the power play during the whole game. Up until that point, they were 0 for 3. So, for it's in that way, it's you at least walk out of there with a point. You get the loser's point overtime, but it was disheartening. But it was a fun, kind of felt like a playoff game. It at, like it was, you're waiting for the first mistake for that game to be broken open. And Honestly, you can kind of chalk up the Ben Myers goal to kind of a mistake. It so, was, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it that's it had that feeling from puck drop. So for its end that way, it's kind of disheartening, but you still get a point. You do. Um, but you, you, like you mentioned the 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 Ben Myers goal, that was obviously the only goal that the Avalanche had, and it was <clears throat> kind of like an excuse me goal. Um, you don't apologize for them. They happen all the time. Redirects happen all the time. Pucks going off of skates, pucks going off of the own, own team's skate, like stuff like that happens when that's the only goal you score throughout the duration of that game. 
does it does it take away from anything? I mean, because the Avs were outshot in this game, forty something to twenty something, right? Forty to twenty nine. Okay, well, I thought they for some reason I thought they had low twenties, so they were pushing thirty. So it's not as much of a discrepancy as I initially thought. But <clears throat> and you say you know Edmonton had forty shots on goal, but. This was a, a defensive game in more than just the score, yeah. right? Like it team, th- both teams were uh, really making it difficult for the opposition to get really good looks. I thought the Avalanche struggled to get really good looks. Even Edmonton with that, you know, that offensive ability that you see. And uh, they, they put so, it's so weird because they put so much pressure on Connor McDavid to be the guy and he can do that. Like yeah. it, it's not like it's, it's, hockey's not like like basketball, right? Where you, you're constantly feeding like some, you know, your superstar. And if they're cold for that night, it's going to be a long night for you. Yeah. Um, McDavid can handle this, all this pressure that they put on him to be the. They, they have other guys like that can score, obviously, and they're, they're a very talented team. But man, like. For the Avalanche, and I put up on Twitter for the Avalanche for the three games this year, to he has not scored on them. He hasn't scored a goal. Yeah, in three games, he's had one assist in each game. That's pretty good. They, they yeah. seem like they have a good game plan against kind of as good a game plan as you can. It's like he's gonna get points here and there, but if his points are gonna come off assists, you will take that over the duration of a series anytime, anytime. And especially, like, I know we talk about it all the time, like, if this team was completely healthy, like, you have to feel good about your chances. Like, if your top line can neutralize that top line, you feel good about depth versus depth. I mean, that's what led to the playoff series and how that went last year. Like, if mm-hmm. you can neutralize Connor McDavid, you have a really good chance. And last night, there was a real, it was a really good matchup. And it's about, you. <laughs> if you look at kind of the course of, how these two teams have played each other, you could say it's about time because mm-hmm. the Avalanche have had the upper hand and mm-hmm. Edmonton is on a, a winning streak right now. And so was Colorado up until that point. So, right. I mean, it's one of those that somebody had to walk out of there with two points. Edmonton just kind of took advantage of the opportunity. And like we said earlier, they were able to take advantage of the mistake from Bowen Byron. And, and, the Avs had as many chances as yeah. the Oilers did, especially in overtime. Um, yeah, Bo Byram went from potentially ending this thing in overtime. It was a feed from Val Nachuskin. He just came streaking right down, which happens a lot in overtime. Obviously, it's wide open. And he sailed the puck wide and literally just you know turn right around. You're going up ice, and he hooks McDavid. Which he he kind of had to. I mean, you don't want to give McDavid a, a, a wide open shot um, or kind of like going free. So I, I don't know really what you do. It's it's a tough situation for Byram to be in to to not commit a penalty there. I know he's trying he's trying to not commit one, but the elusive good happen. penalty. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's. I mean, is it really good? It's your damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. You know what I mean? Because. Obviously, what how it turned out is what can happen in in overtime. It seems like the, like two things that like that always happen in overtime is if there's a, a penalty, 
uh, like the four on three, it, it usually gets scored, um, which when those happen during regulation, some it seems like they get stopped more during regulation than they do in overtime and breakaways. For some yeah. reason, breakaways in overtime always go in. Yeah. And but breakaways during the regulation time, it's it, they get stopped a lot. I don't know why that always happens. And and you saw it during the game. McDavid had a breakaway. Um, and if you <laughs> this is another thing I put up on Twitter. If you just listened to ESPN, it would be like you would assume that he scored because all they wanted to talk about was that he had a breakaway. Like Guys have breakaways, ESPN. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed that before, but Georgiev stopped him. Georgiev was on last night. Or he really was. He was on. He looked good. He Georgiev, that's what you want to see. Um, that's It restores confidence in your goaltending, especially heading into the playoffs, into the Winnipeg game, mm-hmm. going against premier goalie talent. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, no, that's exactly what you want to see from Georgiev. And, honestly, if you shake it down to he lost on that – you know, on a penalty in overtime, you're you're kind of okay with it, but it's one of those like you mentioned, like it's hard to get um, to stop those breakaways in overtime. It's because they're so selective on how everybody sets up in overtime. All about just like abandoning the zone and everybody getting back out, and then we're going to set back up again. It's so hard to get that breakaway and take advantage of just a mismatch. You're waiting on a bad change, so when yeah. those breakaways go in in overtime, those are you a lot of things are going on. So the goalie kind of just kind of cripples in that moment. Yeah. And if, if it's one of those overtimes, that's back and forth, back and forth. Um, and then, you know, a penalty yeah, comes along. You're, you're spent a little bit more. Yep. You know what I mean? So uh, the legs are maybe a little bit more tired at that stage in the game. I don't know if that was the case for the abs, but one way or another, it's, it's, it's how it ended up. So um, we'll get to more in this game. Look at kind of individual, efforts and and stats and um but i thought i I thought the abs played a good game but yeah this is just one that you ended up on the the wrong side of in terms of not you know getting one point instead of two so um all right let's first hear from built bar and you know built bar you love built bar and if you are looking for a delicious snack but you don't want all of the sugar and the calories then you need to try the best tasting protein bar there ever was and is, and that's Built Bar. You've got to try these things. If you're like Kyle, if you're like me, you want to make a healthier decision when it comes to snacking, but you don't want to compromise on the taste. And we've got just a thing for you, Built Bars, which are my favorite, Kyla's team, Built Puffs. Uh, they're the, they are healthy and they taste amazing. Mm-hmm. They taste incredible. What other words could you throw out there to, to describe? Majestic. Majestic is a fantastic one. Yes, otherworldly. Scrum truescence is one that I throw out often, which is just a totally made up word from <laughs> an ethereal world. mouth sensation. There you go. <laughs> uh, and what makes these built bars so good? Well, they are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And right now, you don't need to wait to go get a box. You can still order at built.com if you would like to, which we've been talking about that for years. And now you can go walk into a Walmart or Sam's Club and get a box of built immediately while you're listening to this podcast on your AirPods 
in a Walmart, you're probably staring at a box of built right now. Pick it up, head to the register, dive into the deliciousness that is built bar. And you can even pick one up at Sam's Club as well. Sam's Club has the 13 bar box of the hit flavors brownie batter puff and churro puff. So don't wait, get in on the built bar madness. They're delicious, they're good for you. They are the one and only built bars. All right, let's continue on with the Oilers and uh, the Avalanche. So the one thing that, I mean, this thing just sticks out to me as a sore thumb, and it's not uh, me kind of throwing shade to the Oilers or anything like that, but um, who, who was who was the one that got the winning goal in overtime? Uh, Evan Bouchard, right? Mm-hmm. He was being interviewed, and, he, and he's a nice guy. I have nothing, nothing negative towards him. But he was being interviewed after the game in the locker room, and he made some comment. I'm not it's not verbatim here, but it, it was like uh, it was good to prove to ourselves that we could beat these guys. Really? <laughs> like, first of all, yes, you won. You won a hockey game, and and, and you know, congratulations. You 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 beat the Avalanche, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to throw the excuses out, but to if you're on the Oilers right now, are you sitting there saying like we really beat the the Colorado? Are you going to use that as like <clears throat> if you go into the playoffs that what we're assuming and hoping we have Kale McCarr back, we have Josh Manson back, we have Arturi Lekkinen back, uh, maybe we have Darren Helm back. Are you if you face off again in the playoffs and those guys are back? Do you still have the mindset like we just beat this team? Well, it's I, I could kind of understand where he's coming from. It's been almost a calendar year since they have, <laughs> and I think that's why he said something like, "Yeah, yeah we got any way we can beat this team, we'll beat them." Like we've swept them in the playoffs, and then you <clears throat> we beat them their first two games. Yeah. So, and you had to go to overtime, right, to right. get this win. So, I guess by technicality, you did. Um, it's like a wrestling match where you get hit by a chair and get disqualified. You kind of win the match, but you don't. But um, I guess this is something you could kind of feel good about. But again, when you get in the playoffs, it's going to be a completely different situation. Yeah, it, it's. And I get that the Avalanche needed overtime in a couple of those uh, games in the, in the playoffs last year to get. But I, I I understand that. But I don't know, man. I, I just I, I kind of and. In in the uh, playoffs, there's no three on three overtime either. And, and you know, uh, like if you're if you're kind of thinking coach speak in the locker room right now, you're going to take that clip and take it to the locker room and say, "Hey, we're in their heads, rent free right now." Like this is a a banner thing for them that hey, we finally can beat these guys. It yeah. bothers them. They know we're the superior. And this is something that they could check off their list because it's been a goal of theirs. We're yeah. just doing what we do and we beat them. We have to be a goal. Hmm. So that's I, I would view it that way going forward. And like I said, like I, I think for the Oilers, it's any, any way you can beat the Avs, whether or not they have their full roster or not, like you beat them. So they have to go on that. And I get that. Like if they had lost this game, yeah. if the Avs had gotten that extra point, if you're the the Oilers, you're like, man, we can't even beat them down all of those guys. 
you're going into the playoffs, and if you f- eventually face off against them, you're not feeling good at all. You're at least feeling a little bit better if you're the Oilers that you did beat them, no matter who was out on the ice for them. So because Edmonton is the Toronto of the West, like you have to start looking at yourself and how we're comprising this roster. Is it good enough? Like Toronto's looking at the same questions that Edmonton is. So they're trying everything in their power to find a reason to keep going as they are. So Mm -hmm. I can kind of understand that vitality. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kind of getting into like individual players for for this game and some of the stats. Like I mentioned the shots on goal, 40 to 29 in favor of the Oilers. Um, The face-offs were exactly 50, 50, 50%, 50%. the power play, Kyle mentioned the one for four for the Oilers. The one was the game winner. Avalanche 0 for three. Um, it's just more of the same power play. For I was watching right before we recorded this, uh, St. Louis and Dallas is on. And um, I don't know where Dallas – I think Dallas is a, a top ten power play. I'm almost positive they do. How they were moving the puck around is what I would love to see the Avalanche do. They don't hold on to the puck for more than three seconds. It's almost like a motion offense in in basketball where the ball just keeps going around. It's not like every single pass is going to be like the dagger. But if you just keep moving, and and I think I just feel like the Avalanche kind of stays stagnant too long on the puck. You're, You're not making the defense work. Yeah, they can just get in their position and camp, and you're not making them. Maybe, maybe uh, they they toe pick or something. You have no idea. Anything could happen. But they have to stand around a little bit too much, waiting for either Nathan McKinnon or Miko Rantanen to make the play, rather yep. than getting all five guys involved. And Dallas did that to a T, and it was impressive to watch. Yeah, um, it's. It's funny you bring that up because I was watching a team in the Eastern Conference before that Avalanche Oilers game kind of run their power play the same way. And then watching the power play against Edmonton, I know you mentioned like a motion offense. The Avalanche kind of run this like a quarterback looking at the receivers and doing a check down. Whoever has the puck goes like, yeah. where's Nathan McKinnon? Where's Miko Rantanen? And they're they're doing a check down system and they're sitting there just like looking and checking yeah. down and then finding the best pass available it's not working. We got to do something to change that and move that puck around because you have the man advantage. Take advantage of that. Don't make your advantage your man. Well, there was a couple times in uh, the Anaheim game where they flipped McKinnon and Rantanen. Mm-hmm. They put McKinnon on, on the right side and brought me and, and that's all you really needed to do. And I think that was enough for, for Anaheim to be like, what's going on here? Maybe it was just Anaheim, and, and they struggled to do anything right. But um, it, it just gave a different look, and that's all I'm asking. Like I'm, I'm just even in this game against Edmonton. The, you see, the Abs ran uh, a drop back, which they do 99% of the time. But then McKinnon, it wasn't it wasn't like a double drop back because they've done that before. It was just Miko Ranton was on the other end of the ice on the same blue line. Um, exiting the the defensive zone, and McKinnon just passes him, and it was just an easy entry. Yeah, and that I was like, holy crap! Like teams are so tuned into what the Avalanche are going to do. If you just throw the smallest wrinkle in, you got a chance because teams teams are watching that tape and just seeing you do the same thing over and over and over again. Now it's weird because 
it's obviously worked. They have a top four power play in the league. So it, it's tough for me to sit here and critique it because it seems to be working. But when you're going up against the like if, if you're 0 for 3, I would say after you're 0 for 2, on the third yeah. one, do something different. Yeah. That's kind of where I would go with this. Uh, roll out that 3D <laughs> power play we had in the preseason. Yeah. Right. Why not? Why not? So especially with uh, McCarr. Well, maybe you can't do it with McCarr out because you got to bring Taves up to the to the top line. But maybe when he comes back, you could do that. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just it's so, so predictable. And it's just so weird that they have a, a very good. The, the percentages are good as predictable as it is. And Edmonton has the game tape on the avalanche. They know what's coming. Right. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I definitely want to talk about Georgiev too. We touched on him, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, we have our soundtrack to get to and Winnipeg. <clears throat> Why this could be an ugly game. Uh, but first, the Game Time app and GameTime.co. And if you're buying tickets to your favorite event, it shouldn't be stressful. So Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will eventually have. And what are some of the things that we like about the Game Time app experience? Well, they have pretty cool flash deals, almost like a flash mob. Yeah. Where did flash mobs go? They still do them? I don't know. Not really. I think they kind of went out with the pandemic. I think uh, flash deals have replaced flash mobs. Yeah, and, uh, you check yeah. that. You check that out daily for those flash deals. You're like, ooh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So last minute deals and uh, flash deals on the app. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Image views of where you'll be sitting. The that best. is key, people. You can't beat that. And the lowest price guarantee with event cancellation protection as well. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And like I said, we can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. So download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. And once again, you can create the account and redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, all right, let's touch on uh, Georgiev because I, I, th I thought he had a good game. Um, and I, I, I continue to be impressed by him. And a game like this, uh, I, I really want to see. I, I wish this was like a, a playoff game because that overtime, I just thought it was. Yeah, almost unfair to go to four to three. I get it, but um, I would have liked to see how this played out, playoff style overtime because he was both goalies were really yeah. dialed in. Yeah, your give looked good, and this is exactly what you want to build on going into the playoffs. Like you can't fault him for giving up. I mean, he was getting outshot, like he was getting pelted out there. Mm -hmm. The Avalanche weren't really challenging Skinner, um, on Edmonton. So, like it. It's frustrating, especially for 
him to put up that kind of effort and walk out of there with just one point. But this, it's something that everybody can have confidence in because he played outstanding, had some really yeah. good saves. <clears throat> really did. Um, I thought Logan O'Connor had a great game, especially mm-hmm. on the, the penalty kill. Um, I think there's one penalty kill. He took two shots off the leg within seconds of each other. Um, but, but, you know, by the end of the power play, he was skating around like nothing happened. Like he, yeah. he played a really, really good game defensively. Um, it's another game we under value and do not appreciate enough. Andrew Cogliano. Yes. He was only going to bring up. Yeah. He, he's, he is, he's a tough warrior, man. He, he is the type of guy that you want going into the playoffs. So the, the more time goes on, uh, the more I appreciate this pickup. Yeah. Um, last year when, when, when they got it, like that's, I love guys like that, that just, you can just rely on. They're just solid out there. They, they, he's, he's almost like, like an offensive, like, uh, Devon Taves. Yeah. Like Taves isn't going to wow you with it, but he's just, he, 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 he's good at skating. He doesn't mis- make mistakes. He's at the right place at the right time. Cogliano is a little bit more hard headed and, and he, he's out there, you know, He's Wolverine. He's more, yeah, he's, a, he's yeah, he's adamantium from top to bottom. <laughs> he is. So he's a little bit more of uh, feistier than than Taves, but he just has that style of reliability. Yep. And yeah, man, I, I agree. I thought he played he played a good game. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I'm okay with it because uh, you had your opportunities. Yep. You had your opportunities to get the extra point, and you didn't. Um, now the Avalanche are going up against Winnipeg. This is Winnipeg's last game of the season. The Avalanche will have one more after this. Um, uh, what's what's the as we're recording this? St. Louis was was getting drowned out by Dallas. I think it was five to two when we started recording. And it's about over. <clears throat> it's a minute left. Five minute two left, still. still five. All right. So Dallas will have leap, will leapfrog the Avalanche. The Avalanche still are in control. The Stars and Blues play again <clears throat> Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Or is there a day off in between? No, no, it's it's Thursday. Back to so back, home Dallas. and home. <clears throat> so if the Avs went out when when they're next two, they, they have the division, right? Um, and the Jets have nothing to play for. They 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 have they are just they forfeit, have, guys. Rest. They've clinched their playoff spot. Um, they can't go any higher, right? Let's see, because they have, yeah. So they they are the number two wild card. Take the night off, Winnipeg. They will. Yes. <laughs> What's the point? There, there, there's nothing there. I, I can't imagine Connor Hellebuck is going to be in this game. You, you might see a ragtag team in some fashion for Winnipeg. The Avalanche have to win this game and win this game pretty convincingly. Convincing. But not too convincingly because they have a back-to-back and they have Nashville the night after. So don't use everything in the gas tank. Yeah, no, I get that. But, well, maybe use a lot of it for the first 40 minutes, yeah, 30 minutes. And then if you're up four or five to nothing, then okay. Um, five goals in the first, five in the second, and then... And then we're done. We're done. Yeah, I agree. Figure so skating the- in the third period. <laughs> Um, yeah, because the stars will have one oh, the stars could get a maximum of 108 and you can get 109, so that obviously would put you at top of the division. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm I'm I, I am sensing a 
absolute crushing for this game. Mainly one because the Avalanche need it uh, to stay atop of the division, and two, Winnipeg's got nothing to play for. And we'll there is no excuse for a loss in this one. No, no. And and you know, if you're Winnipeg, you want to be as healthy as possible. Yep. Why put all these guys out there for a meaningless game for you? So we shall see. Um, all right. Last bit to get to. Obviously, that's our Locked on Avalanche sound check. So Kyle and I will pick uh, two songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game. Put these up on a playlist over on Spotify. Just search LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. So what do you got for the Colorado Avalanche against the Edmonton Oilers? You know me. I'm I'm predictable. I'm just a caveman. (laughs) You know me. I'm I'm out here in my Easy E t-shirt. You know where I'm going. Real big fish. (laughs) Love it. And you mentioned that the the Oilers were so happy that they beat the Avalanche. Well, you beat us in overtime on a penalty. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with real big fish. You can't have all of me. <laughs> Which is kind of, I mean, we'll dive right into my throw mine out there along with yours. Um, I put get lucky from Daft Punk because it your your Landis Goggles, which you've been all yep. year, your Macarless, your Mansonless, your Helmless, your Lekkoninless. Uh, for this game, anyway, yeah, it's you got lucky, and, and it's it's not all of what we have. So. What do you want us to do, Edmonton? Make you a cake? <laughs> uh, I feel like we're on the same page with that. So. Yep. Uh, Bottom line is, like, if, if this thing it was uh, in the playoffs, it's a completely different series. And I think it's a different series than last year, too. Yeah. I mean, I do not think there would be a sweep coming because uh, the Avalanche are not as good as they were last year. And I would think Edmonton is a little bit better than they were last year, actually. So I think it would be a very good series. Yeah, very, I do, too. So we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, but for now, that is going to wrap it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss that Winnipeg and uh, Avalanche game. Um, All right. It's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.